So my audacity or my Skype call recording is still going. So uh because I forgot to put this at the uh end of our show, this is going as our cold open. The uh Chet Check, Chet Falasak is indeed still following me. <laughs> okay. Oh, because I asked you a dumb question about Twitter the other day. The closest I got was I got a notification saying Kara Ellison has retweeted one of your retweets. Oh, man, she doesn't follow me, but if she followed you, that would be... She, she didn't I, follow me, but she clearly went through my profile. So, which I was like, that's weird. I was retweeted by Austin Walker once, so maybe that was how. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that would do it. I've also, I was recently retweeted by Clint Hawking. What? Yes, that was a, a big moment for you. He doesn't follow me, but he did retweet me, and that, that counts. <laughs> it does. It's a, it's a good, it's a good feeling. You, this is our cold open. This is the worst. We are just talking about how we are not Twitter famous. Which this shouldn't be our cold open. This is a terrible cold open. No, it's Abnormal Mapping, Episode 5, Twitter Starfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything about this and want to die. Stop the fucking podcast now. <laughs> Welcome to Abnormal Mapping, Episode 5. I'm your host, Matthew Marco, and with me is co-host, Jackson Tyler. Hi, it's 11 in the morning. No, it's not. I can't count. It's 12 in the morning. It's, 12 it's in the noon. It's noon. I, shut up. I'm just going to stop talking for the rest it's of the podcast. It's noon for you. It is 6 a.m. for me. We've been uh, having an early morning cast because I woke up too early Yep. and you... decided to get this out of the way. It was like, oh... I'm awake. I guess it's time to podcast. So if I'm a little sleepy or cloudy, it is entirely my fault. You're not imagining things. Basically. I'm having some juice, but it can only go so far. It's fruit juice with vegetables in it. It's got it's got sweet potatoes in it. Yeah. You can't taste the sweet potatoes. <laughs> and carrots. You can't taste the carrots either. What, what can you taste? Pineapple and orange, which is what's on the front. So the rest is just in it but you can't even tell it's there to give you health and starch or something health yeah. and starch okay we're here that. to talk about video games yes what wait what's a video game well you see games are systems and uh these are digitally presented systems that allow a player to interface with said system to achieve a goal do you walk can you walk in games some of them you can't walk in Tetris. I can walk in Tetris. What Tetris are you playing? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> it's, it's pretty fucked up. I like I'm, I I imagine two scenarios for walking Tetris. One is that you are a person who has to push the pieces into the Tetromino slot uh in like a giant like future oppressive regime version of Tetris. And then the other one is like an RPG where you are a Tetris master and you run around like a world and challenge other people to like versions of Battle Tetris. Uh, the, I'm fairly sure this, the second one has to exist at some point, a Tetris puzzle quest. I mean, that's basically what the Pokemon card game is. 
okay. the, the video game version of that. I would I would say that you sh- should put it on DS, and the only way the game works is if you keep walking. So you have to have focused on you know actually walking as a human being and also playing Tetris. You know, high level Tetris play is demanding. I don't know it if is. you know this. It I'm is. pretty good at Tetris, and that's not a thing you can walk and do. It's really not. It's uh, it's some high level shit playing on that mode. I guess. As you might expect, we don't have a lot of strong <laughs> theme today. <laughs> we have a rough outline. We're going to kind of wing it. Uh, this is kind of a uh, part two, an addendum, a coda, whatever word you want to use, to last month's episode in which we had our existential crisis about what we wanted out of games and how formalism scares us and uh, all the other bullshit. And... We're here today to talk about how we love games with a lot of rigid systems and numbers, because that's all we've been playing, basically. <laughs> yeah, we talked last week about how, oh man, rigid systems are pointless, how do we get into them? And then this week we just played Bravely Default forever. I played through Jazz Punk, that game doesn't have a rigid system in its body. That is true, that is, that's true. I didn't play through all of it, played through some of it. The game's odd. The game is way more you, it's the most you game ever made. Yeah, it's it's pretty me. Uh, you're not wrong. Uh, I, yeah, get to the the third level. I just want to hang out in that world where the third level takes place in. You take a pill and then you transport to somewhere else. Like that's totally irrelevant. Mission. None of that matters. <laughs> Everything is irrelevant in Jazz Punk in that way. I, I don't know. I maybe my favorite part of that is after the missions. You have a weird like zen garden moment where you just transported to what's essentially like an interactive loading screen uh but everything's all pleasant and shit and you just yeah it's beautiful it's it's great amazing and then then it kicks you back into madness yeah with that weird british guy and his weird british voice video games that's the arty game we're going to talk about i mean i played another arty game i guess i played doom we're going to talk about doom later (laughs) Doom is pretty arty. It's pretty metal, actually. Metal is really the only descriptor I think I'm going to use for Doom. You know, I feel like I grew up in an era where metal was more toothless than Doom would present metal as. Doom is what the kids who listened to metal thought metal was. Yeah, like I think about like Kiss selling cars when I think about metal. <laughs> yeah, but you're jaded and you were out of it. Whereas they go, the guys who made Doom, they were into, they bought the lie. Of the metal sold them, and then they made Doom. Yeah, that's sure. You're right. <laughs> Just killed that dead. <laughs> you, no, I was listening to your chair make awful metal noises. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my wrestling chair. Yeah. Yeah. I also played a wrestling game. No, I didn't play a wrestling <laughs> game. <laughs> We should play a wrestling game. That's the thing we should do. I, but neither of us have Nintendo 64s, and that was the last time I gave a shit about a wrestling game. You could get so. a Nintendo 64. I can go get one from around the corner. I have a, I found a retro game shop. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's on my list of things to pick up, because uh, 64 games are cool. I might buy an Atari 2600. I Yeah, 
I literally have to buy a TV for that because none of the, like my TV has no input that correlates with anything in an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I have weird Chinese boxes that convert signals into signals. How did that actually work out? And not okay, so on fire. Pl- I haven't plugged in the other. The first one worked, but it's really terrible. But I haven't plugged in the other one yet. <laughs> I um, mean, it's going to be really terrible. Like, in what ways? I mean, these games just look bad. So is that why it's terrible? No, it's just clearly not suited for a monitor. It just looks like okay. really bad. It looks like you've played you're playing a TV through. A really what do you, what do you have plugged VHS. into that? You plug in the the yellow cable. Just the no, no, cable. no. What console are you playing that through? Uh, that was a PS2. Okay, you could you could probably just emulate PS2 games at this point. Maybe. Yeah, but I bought a PS2 and I have three RPGs I want to play on that. Oh, that's fair. I mean, you know, you're a student. You don't have a lot of space. I'm like, get a TV. Duh. Uh, yeah, I have sp- space and money. They're the two things as a student that I'm down on. So you live in like a, like a socialist wonderland. You can just get TVs, right? You, <laughs> Do not you live in, in the government. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a lie. <laughs> Literally, everyone in Britain on Twitter is just every day. Oh, David Cameron said something dumb about everyone poor today. That's what's going on in Britain. He's confiscating all the TVs for the people who want to play PS2 games. See, did I buy anything dumb, video game-wise? <laughs> Probably. Oh, I bought that, that Game question... Boy Advance, I guess. I bought that copy of uh, Stuffy 1 for GBA, importing it. Oh, yeah, you began your import quest. Because you bought yeah. a shelf. In... Yeah, I bought a... Okay, we're going to talk about this, I guess. This is our opening, whatever. Yeah, sure, sure. So I bought, I bought a shelf to put all my games on, because... Uh, I moved a bunch in the past, like, five, past, like, decade, and a lot of my games just lived in boxes in that decade, and I wasn't sure what I had lost, because every time you move, you lose a small percentage of your stuff. I don't know where it goes. Uh, It just disappears, just wiped off face of the earth. Because there wasn't anything left in the house you left, but they didn't show up in the house you got to, so... Yeah, pretty much. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Devoured by the moving truck. Uh, as penance for its carting your shit around. I've never left the place. Not even uh, fully moving. I've never actually gone somewhere that I have packed for and not forgotten something. So I got I got this dumb bookshelf that I put together, which was an ordeal in itself because I'm not crafty, but it, it it doesn't it hasn't collapsed yet. Um, and then I got all my games out of boxes, all the ones I found so far, and put them on a shelf. Even my 360 games, which is amazing. Because that so, system's on a shelf itself. Yeah, because you haven't got out your 360 in a year. Oh, it's been way longer than that. You haven't even got it out? That's not true. I I got it out for Brothers. Yeah, oh yeah, shit, you played Brothers, of course. Yeah. Back when that was only on one system. In those dark days of <laughs> yeah. middle 2013. <laughs> <laughs> those, yeah, I, we were all mourning Ryan days. Davis, so it was dark times. It was. Um... And so I put all these games on there, and then I realized, A, I have way too many games. And I had a weird existential crisis about what I'd been doing for the past decade. And your money. only two choices were to stop having any games or to get all the games. I don't want all the games. I just want to round out all of the cool games from other countries thing. Yeah. So you bought the Staffy games? Or I bought a Staffy game eBay did not have a copy of Densetsu no Staffy 2, uh, and I can't skip to 3, 
how will I keep up with the plot <laughs> of this game in a language I can't read I that did, barely I, has a plot anyway because it's basically just knockoff Kirby. I did go to the Wikipedia page for the legendary Starfy, and it, the first thing was like, after the previous adventure ended with this ridiculous thing happening, so apparently they have way more story continuity than I would have expected from games called Starfy. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I played the first one a long time ago on an emulator, but I kind of want to own it. And it, uh, the eBay listing said it. In, I think it said it included a box. And Game Boy Advance boxes in Japan are cool because they're squat and long, and they they weren't like just Game Boy boxes like the ones in America were. Yeah. Video game boxes. That's where you come. You come to have normal mapping for your box talk. The DS boxes in the UK are twice the size of the US ones. It's really weird. Really. Well, they're fat. We have fat DS boxes because yours are like a normal width, and ours are massive. Yeah, they're the 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 width of a DVD case. Yeah, ours are like twice that. Oh, weird. They're like the Why? width. Why? No, no one knows. No okay. one fucking knows. I think we've switched that to 3DS because we don't stop being stupid. The there. 3DS ones are even like they're slightly slimmer. Yeah, we've got the standard size, but I think my VL. The ones over there. As I was as I was looking at my shelf, I, I had not realized because my games had never been organized before uh, since these consoles had come out. But both the 3DS and the Wii U's games on the spine, underneath the part where it says Wii U or 3DS, has a little icon, and that icon corresponds to the loading icon on the UI when you put the game in. That's the icon that you click to launch the game. I was very amazed. <laughs> I did not realize what? that that was how they designed that, and I thought it was very cool. What, what logo are you talking about? Okay, so on the 3DS, like on the spine of a oh, 3DS game, the, the there's the little, oh, okay, there's no, a little I, favicon, basically, that you. is the icon that you click to launch the game. Oh, well, there you go. No, I'm, that is cool. I'm on board with that now. Yeah. I was like, oh, some UI designer is very happy that that's a thing that exists across all of these things. <laughs> yeah, I like little things that are kind of pointless, but you can tell a UI designer is really into them. <laughs> I, I appreciate good design. No, that's what I'm saying. I I'm a millennial. <laughs> Are you? I I think you... so. Yeah, you I are. don't know. I think I might be a little bit at, like before the cutoff for millennials. You're bef- no, What's right know. before millennials? Gen Y? Fuck, I know. I am a millennial, I guess. Yeah, you're a millennial. I'm a pre-millennial. I'm not Gen X. Not a millennial. I'm just in the middle, man. Okay, now you're just sounding like someone from The Big Lebowski, so you might want to stop that. No, you can't <laughs> stop me. <laughs> Should we go on to like, a segment where we talk about things? Yeah, segment two, we're going to talk about Brave Video- Default? Probably. <laughs> okay. This was the segment you were in charge of, so... Yeah, I've been... Buck past. Dropping right the ball, dropping the ball. Well, we've all been dropping... We just kind of stopped doing anything else and just played Brave Default. Yeah, I guess we should just be honest about what we've been doing, right? Right? Right?
segment two uh, is supposed to be some sort of scripted kind of like conversation about something you know that we've thought a lot about. Instead, we're going to talk about Bravely Default because that's all we've been thinking about. Yeah, I thought a lot about Bravely Default this week. Yeah, uh, Bravely Default is Square Enix game came out in America uh, this February. Came out in uh, your side of the world. What last year? Yeah, end of last year. Okay. I bought it, then didn't play it. Yeah, I got into it now at the same time everyone else has, which I feel was the right choice. Oh sure, uh, absolutely. In the zeitgeist, the game's great. It's fine. It's a good time. And this is the uh, secret Final Fantasy. This uh, is not very secret. In the world where Lightning Returns exists, there is also a real Final Fantasy game, just not called Final Fantasy. Lightning Returns is the secret Final Fantasy. No, it. It says Final Fantasy right on the box. It's, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, okay. I st- the good thing about Bravely Default is, did it not exist, I would be playing Final Fantasy thirteen right now. That's what I would be doing with my life. So Instead, instead you're playing me. a good game. Uh, I am. The... Because I, I need to play Final Fantasy thirteen so I can play thirteen too, so I can play Lightning Returns. No. <laughs> Even though none of those games are good. The, Bra- I'm trying to intro Bravely Default, and you're talking about 13, <laughs> the pall that hangs over all of Square Enix's games. Uh, so, Bravely Default is great because it is the not-so-secret sequel to my favorite Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy V, which is all about getting ridiculous jobs and fighting a bunch to make them broken. Which, yep, which is that. basically all Bravely Default is. There's a plot, I guess. And the plot's pretty good. It gets I mean, pretty ridiculous. For like a weird, tropey, lighthearted RPG thing, it's fine. I like the fact that the first cutscene was the most JRPG thing ever made. Like every single character was the biggest trope. Just like bam, uh, princess with the daddy issues. Bam, someone someone handling crystals. Bam, someone with amnesia. And this cut to a village where a boy's friend dies. It's just like within five seconds, it has told every JRPG story there is. Oh yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah. If one of them didn't talk, I guess that's probably the closest you get to having another trope. If Tiz didn't talk, that'd be so good. Well, I mean, that, is all that would be news. better, because Tiz sucks. But... But, well, exactly. And by having Tiz not talk, it'd, I think it'd be funny. He just, just chrono-emotes. <laughs> he just chrono-emotes. Somehow, still, Anya's is falling in love with him. For no bloody reason. Oh, that is the Even... dumbest subplot. Oh, it's the dumbest subplot. I'm glad that it's not really... Like, they've mentioned it literally once. Yeah, no, but you can tell from all the way the dialogue goes, like, yeah. Anya's going to end up with tears. Ring a bell's going to get out with a deer. Maybe. This shit is the most telegraphed. Does, do they throw a wrench in that? I don't know. I honestly okay. don't know. Maybe they'll just not address it when it gets to the end. Who knows? I don't, there's, there's, I don't even see. know what end we're going to wash upon. Like, which distant shore this ending will take place on. I'm in a little further in that game than you, and I'm a little lost. <laughs> in what it's well, about right now, so... We're not here to talk about the plot of Bravely Default. That's stupid. (laughs) Come back later for your spoiler analysis of the thematic content that Bravely Default has. Well, you see, the bad guy's name is Brave Lee. (laughs) It was about half a second 
I was like, wait, what? And then, <laughs> and then I realised you were lying and I was sad. Because <laughs> how is there not a character in that game called Brave Lee? Wait, no. That's, that's, uh, India's father's name is Brave Lee. B-R-A-E-V space L-E-E. Brave Lee. Genuinely? Yeah. Grandma, shit, you're right. <laughs> shit. Oh, okay, this game's got ten times better. What are we talking about? That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, so it's a game we grind a lot, and we grinded for so about the, the, three days. I, yeah, I'm like, I'm at 30 hours. I'm at 50 hours, but I did leave it on all night. Okay, once. yeah, I don't do that. It was, it was in the middle of, I was getting money. I was getting paid. You know what you can do? Uh, you, you can close the... No, no, no. I mean, you know, in a battle, if you leave on a certain loop of things, you can just collect money and never touch it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, and it's, it's technically uh, an exploit, but I, it's more just like an interesting way to use the systems. If you uh, have one person who attacks, uh, one person who does uh, one of the merchant's powers, which pays, which takes money from the enemy and it also heals them, uh-huh. you get in this infinite loop. Oh, that you oh, can you... live forever. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty great. It... And then I spent it all on bad things. I spent it on the most expensive stuff, and then realized that all the most expensive stuff was purely cosmetic. So now I have no money left. Oh, you you bought those bought... costumes? Yeah, I thought I thought they ha- must be something because they were expensive. No, they just they reset you to default, which is the why would, why you, would you ever want that? Want that? <laughs> why would you ever want the whole point? Is the yo now I'm Elvis? Yeah, that's, that's that game. Why would you? Yeah, so that was dumb. Did you buy the eggs at least? Yes, I bought the eggs. Okay, I eventually went and bought that money egg too. Yeah, that's it's, it gets you a lot of money. It, realistically, I should have bought the money egg when I had the two hundred thousand, and then used that to get up to five hundred. That's that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did it backwards, and that was stupid. Because <laughs> realistically, I mostly just have the growth egg on. Because you don't need money ever in that game. Well, you can go and get money if you need it, but you don't really need to be accumulating it. Yeah, well, right now I was at, I hit the point where it was like, hey, you can buy all the last magic spells, and I'm like, I don't have the money for this. So uh, you go out, put the put the egg on, go for like five minutes. Yep. Oh, I have all the money in the world. <laughs> I guess much. I can buy these eggs now. So Bravely Default, the reason that we wanted to talk about this is we spent a lot of time last month talking about how games that were mostly focused on mechanics were be were things that we were shying away from we found more often than not these days and we yeah. really wanted something that was about something that was felt felt free to be more of an artistic statement than a big numbers driven thing and then we launched <laughs> ourselves into this miasma of stats uh, we did say last last month that we it was that all the biggest ridiculous RPGs you could get uh, and that has been born true in Bravely Default, which is the most ridiculous stats RPG, where you just grind to get numbers, to fill bars, to get more numbers. And it's even worse than, like, Final Fantasy V didn't have a thing where when you get a job it gives you that, hey, this is their stats, like, S rank, A rank, whatever, here's how they relate to all the weapons. Like, that didn't exist back then. There's even more numbers. Yeah, all that stuff was buried. They, they, they just give you even more numbers now. Even more systems. Give you more numbers, and you can just press a button, and then you can level up to level 14 if your friend is level 14, and stuff like that. They've put a bunch of systems in place that make using the actual systems in the game 
kind of pointless. I've out you can, I've outpaced all of my friends, so I've got one who'd completed the game. So okay. one of my characters is always level fourteen at everything at all times. Ah, which kind of breaks it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I uh, yeah. I for a while I had people who were like you know they were they chose different jobs and so it was nice and I could get some new abilities. But I'm further ahead than everyone on my friends list now. And you're grinding all the jobs. Yeah, right now I'm watching YouTube and running around in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happens when you're playing Bravely Default. There's a part where it just becomes that. So, the things I said last month about having this thing where you look at what you've done in this video game and you ask yourself, what am I doing with my life? I still have that all the time with Bravely yeah. Default. It doesn't go away just because I think the game is good. <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be too easy. It's still a giant time pit. Not as much of a time pit as, say, playing Final Fantasy XIV, but... <laughs> yep. A giant time pit nonetheless. And I guess that's alright, because I've been kind of burnt out on stuff, and it's nice to just come home and run around in a circle while watching YouTube for an hour and feel like I've accomplished something. And there is something to be said for... A game in which you kind of do nothing for hours in order to do something. Like, the fact that you have to grind to beat a boss is technically boring, but the accomplishment you get from preparing, uh, figuring out your strategy, getting all the right things, and then crushing a boss, is it's good. It's, even though it's on a larger scale than most games, yeah. that's a good way to... That's a good thing. It works. I mean, when, when I, you yeah. can still see all the treadmills, and I think that's maybe my ultimate problem. Is like I, I, I realize the parts where Bravely Default is just progress quest. Yes, and it is. Well, you can. It's switching off random encounters made me realize how pointless random encounters were. Oh yeah. Just, I mean, that's why most... I feel most RPGs have moved away from that as a thing. Yeah, I, that's when we're talking to you. I think that's what Persona does well. If, even if it's really superficial. The context of having days is revolutionary to that game. Is ridiculous, like especially over here, where our, our games are way more, you know, l less blatant about yo. Everything is a system at all times. Uh, I think the superficialness of having a day and having to do things with it that works pretty well in that regard. You mentioned the uh, superficialness of systems and. Uh... I thought that no. one of the things you said was really interesting as you were playing, because we were talking about there in the game there is a slider that yes. is under difficulty that you can just set random encounters to double or zero or in between. And uh, I, 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 initially I was like, this should just be a item. I should just be able to switch them off. Because as, as soon as it becomes a slider, you are breaking the illusion of this thing that is already so blatantly an illusion in every way that why you could ever buy into it, I don't know. Uh, and when time went on, I became fine with it just because, oh, you mean I can switch encounters off? Great, that's helpful for me. I don't want to do any more random encounters in this dungeon. Uh, but there is definitely something to be said for uh, a game in which it has rules and you can't change the rules of the game or changing the rules of the game is presented within the context of the real world that you are ostensibly playing in. Yeah, but if, if an, an encounter slider is part of the construction of the world, how is that changing the rules? Like, that's part of the rules you're given. Well, exactly. It's 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 the same effect. You don't have encounters, but it, by being presented to you in a different way, it 
feels you like you're not breaking the game. It feels like you're just using the rules well. To I advantage. wouldn't even call it breaking the game because if you turn it off, you are totally screwing yourself. No, you're not. You get to have no encounters. It's great. Yeah, but if you do that long enough, you end up in a very bad place. Then I can just watch YouTube videos for a bit and run around in the circle and gain some levels. Oh, sure. That's totally, like, reasonable, I guess. But you could also just play through the game normally. I actually feel like the game does not require a lot of grinding if you want to be really tactical about it. Oh, no, I agree. It's also because uh, by having JPs and XP... Uh, things get weird because I want to grind all the job points. I do not want to grind all the levels. I I realize that levels are pretty irrelevant. <laughs> it really right? doesn't matter what level you are, so I've not been worrying about it. Wait, how how why so? I I feel like at the certain point, like I don't feel my level gains very much. I much I feel the job point gains way more. Okay, all right. Well, maybe I'll just just keep going. But, like, I'm talking about the difference between, like, when I was level 50 and when I'm level I'm level 70 now. I don't feel that much different in terms of base power. It's just the amount of abilities I have in that 20-level gap is ridiculous. For all the jobs you can grind yeah. in. Huh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But, I mean, I don't think either way is better. It's just a thing I've been thinking about. Yeah, because I argued the... that immersion is a weird like i feel like it's a cultural thing that exists more in like western games where yeah, I mean, it definitely is. yeah and it came out of like a like graphics first pc rpg tradition i feel like came out of flight sims yo yeah flight sims and elder scrolls games basically uh <laughs> yeah so D because that's where all the Tie flight sims fighter. came from <laughs> yeah Basically. Yeah. It was... Where it's like, I, everything needs to be in the world, and part of this thing that I escape into, and that's the world, and everything's contextualized. And uh, I, I kind of like just having a bare system where I get to see all the numbers and have a encounter slider. That's amazing to me. It, and, it, and it does is super helpful. Whenever you get to a, a zone that's like, uh, no, fuck all of this. You can just turn it off. I have to walk out of this dungeon? Well, I'll just turn this off. <laughs> yeah, turning it off. I'm out of MP. I'm back. not going to walk through this with enemies. <laughs> yeah, because why would you? No, you yeah. wouldn't, because that'd be dumb. You wouldn't. That'd be dumb. Because I know after this, I'm going to go play another RPG with no encounter grind, uh, encounter slider. What are you playing after this? It's going to be the worst. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably going to play um, Digital Devil Saga as my next RPG. Okay. Oh, I mean, that's cause that's essentially what I bought my PS2 for. Okay. Uh, that or Final Fantasy XII. I, I like Final Fantasy XII a lot. That's a good game. It, it, you just gotta get past the first like seven hours. Oh, you mean it's a JRPG? <laughs> it's really bad about it. Like you've played thirteen, so you're you're gonna be like, oh, this is like thirteen's arc, but way shorter. So that's good. Uh, but if you came from hours. the other direction, it's like, why can't I change party members? Oh, God. Uh, oh, okay, so it's all that stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. it's all that stuff, but much more condensed. Uh, but basically, there's a lot of starting area stuff, and then you get the whole system about seven or eight hours in. And then you're fine. You're cut loose, and you can do whatever you want. But those first couple hours are, I think, very frustrating, especially since the main character that the game tells you is the main character is the least interesting character in that entire game. That's how almost every story oh, works. Oh, yeah, but in this one, it's more Final Fantasy Twelve talk here. 
originally <laughs> the game was going to be about the other peripheral characters in that story and basically uh the head of square enix was like you need to put in a young more appealing main character so we can get all of the bishy anime fans to uh associate with them the actual characters are the ones that are supposedly the side characters that do all of the heavy lifting in that story and they're all cool so there's that wait so they added this character but didn't actually change the story at all so he does nothing because he was added like as the game was like halfway through the development he doesn't do anything after the intro basically Okay, so can you kind of ignore him after the intro? Oh, yeah. I didn't have him in my party the entire game. So there's only six <laughs> characters, and you put three of them in your party, and there's no requirements, really. So they don't, they don't like, change the cutscenes around the end game to make it more like the end of his story? Um, they, they maybe, they try a little bit, but really, no. Because it's all about, like, him commenting what the other characters did after the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. Okay. So, we were talking about Bravely Default. <laughs> yeah. The fact that you say Bravely Default is really weirding me out. Why? I say Bravely Default. Sounds wrong. Um, I bet it's, you know, I just put the stress... Oh, no, I, I, I'm sure that's a... Thing. My dad calls it Bravely Default, which is even weirder, because he's actually British. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, language. Anyway. Video games. <laughs> um... I don't think Bravely Default sounds bad. Oh no, I, I don't know. It just—it was just me thinking. Ah, my brain I feel can't like it's—it's handle... it's a much softer. I feel like as like a big Bravely Default sounds like their weight is on both of the words. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I—I I don't know. It's a dumb title, but it's—I really like it. Bravely D, believe... just call it Bravely D. Oh, like Sunny D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They should release a tie and drink. This is what this is what I would do. Get some of that bravely D. <laughs> so yeah, this is our systems game, and we're into it, and it's ridiculous because I I kind of feel guilty that I've spent thirty hours in the past two weeks on this. Yep. And I don't regret it because I I really enjoy it, and these kind of like a game like this doesn't come around very often. Uh. But I think of all the other games I could be playing. Uh, not that I haven't been playing other games, but not to the same degree. Or my own game that I've been putting off making. Um, <laughs> making and, things is hard. Yeah, and Why grinding is things? easy. Yeah, exactly. Why would you make things where you could just gain some levels? Yeah. It's, it's how the brain works. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> you, I thought I was like, this was going to be a happy cast about, oh, systems games are good too, but now you make me realize that I made a horrible mistake. That systems oh. games are bad and abusive too, and I shouldn't be playing them. <laughs> I'm not going to finish Bravely Default, I'm just going to set my game on fire. <laughs> just, I'm not going to finish Bravely Default, I'm just going to be sad. Yep. Yeah. Well, it was good for me because of stuff going on in my life. I was afforded an opportunity to lie in bed for a long time. And if 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 you're like if you're sick, just play this game, and then you won't even have to feel guilty because you're getting better. You have the perfect excuse. Yeah. But once you get back to normal, and it's like I've got things to do, I have I could be achieving things, I could be making things. Uh, then spending sixty hours playing Bravely Default seems like the biggest selfish waste. It it is. It really is. I'm gonna. I mean, we're gonna be done with this. I'm gonna go probably play somewhere Bravely Default. So. <laughs> 
you're going to listen to those soundtracks some more. I mean, when I'm, you know, I actually have sound off because I'm watching videos while I'm grinding. I mean, the game does have a really good soundtrack. There, there's probably a song introing this section segment, which is already going on way too long. We need to wrap this up. We do. Even with the technical problems, I'm like, I don't want to talk about Bravely Default this much. Uh, yeah, it wasn't all. It, yeah, we don't really have a segment too. <laughs> Whoops. Look, we've done four very well scripted shows. If this one is a total <laughs> shit show, we're allowed. It's every every five episodes we just have one where we did not prepare. <laughs> or just just we're just like fuck it. Guess video games. Let's talk about a game we actually know something about and have finished. What? I don't Which know. One? Um. Portal Outrun Portal. 2 Outrun 2 Burnout Paradise Burnout Paradise What about wanna... What about uh, what, are the, what are the kids like Kids like shooters Let's talk about a shooter So that Titanfall Yeah That's all I got Far Cry 2 <laughs> The kids unfortunately Do not like Far Cry 2 My friend Bought Far Cry 2 And, and when it came out When I would have been in like year 9 I'm trying to segue Into talking about Doom I don't want a story Oh, okay. I was I was going to tell you about how the kids are not into Far Cry 2. Or what only into Far Cry 2 because you break your fingers on screen. <laughs> that was a selling point, really? <laughs> it was like, it's really cool. You break the finger, then it snaps them back into place. You inject yourself as well. <laughs> I think it's really cool that you fix a Jeep by whacking it with a thing. <laughs> We are here to talk about our Game Club game. This is, I guess technically it's your month, but I feel like we kind of railroaded this one in because we were both, it was both on, bleh. it was on both of our lists, yeah. It was on the we'll do this one day list. And uh, the one day has come and passed because we have done <laughs> the granddaddy of video games. Is it? Can, that's not, that's not Doom. Ha, I'm still, man. we're talking about Doom. I still think the granddaddy of, is like dragons. Space Invaders, but Doom is probably important too. Oh, <laughs> Understatement oh, oh. of the entire show. Doom is probably important too. It's probably important. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. They wrote a book about it. They did. I, I read that book. It's good. I read the beginning of that book. It's pretty good. Yeah. The guy who wrote that ever says, I wrote the book on Doom. I would. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> would. Like, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> Much. If I wrote a book on something, that's almost all I would be doing for about a week until I realized how stupid it was. And Doom is over. a 1993 game. It is a first-person shooter. It Doom. is about hell and Mars and metal. I am one month older than Doom. Man, you are a <laughs> child. Uh, 
made by John Romero and John Carmack and Adrian Carmack and some other people that I don't remember. People that weren't called John or Carmack. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, the main Doom... character is called Doom Guy. Isn't it Doom Marine or is it actually Doom Guy? I, I, it's on the Wikipedia page. It says Doom Guy, also you know, known as the Doom Marine or the Marine. Uh, you know, I'll go with Doom Guy. Sure. In the games, he is never referred to by name. This no. is to increase player immersion. There was never a name for the Doom Guy because it's supposed. Are you to just be reading you. Wikipedia now? <laughs> it's too good a sentence, though. You are the Doom Guy, says John Romero. <laughs> Doom is you. You are the Doom Guy. Suck it down. <laughs> Suck it down. John Romero. John Romero is going to make you his Doom Guy. <laughs> <laughs> are we just going to make fun of Doom for like a half hour? Because that's alright, I guess. <laughs> Doom is legitimately great. I have had a great time with Doom. So um, I had never... Like, I grew up in the 90s. I had barely played Doom. I don't know how that happened, that I had only played very little of it. Because you were too busy playing RPGs on a console. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As Yamauchi said, I was one of those kids in the dark playing an RPG. As who says? The old president of Nintendo uh, oh, okay. had famously uh, derided kids who sat in the dark playing RPGs. <laughs> That's literally what kept Nintendo afloat for about ten years. You know, no, not... Look, Nintendo doesn't have RP. They have Pokemon, but that's like a. That's... I know, but when you think about the SNES, you don't think about the Nintendo games, even though they were great. I guess it's Super Metroid and maybe Super Mario Brothers, though I would more think of the NES for that. I kind of go to Square RPGs when my mind thinks of the SNES. These days, I don't think that was necessarily true back in the day. Okay, fair, but that's my looking back as someone who wasn't there. That's the image I get. Oh yeah, because those were the ones that continued to exist and be kind of the pinnacles of their genres yeah um but doom that's not on a super nintendo Nintendo they needed the power of the nintendo 64 to do that (laughs) yeah and we both played doom 64 as the definitive version of doom i've never played doom 64 (laughs) they redrew all the sprites i know that because it was Was made by was it somewhere else someone else made it who God, this is just the worst podcast. <laughs> we should start fact-checking. That's what we should stop doing. We start actually talking about playing Doom, which is a very good video game. Yeah. So, basically, this leads up to we both kind of went into Doom knowing a lot about Doom, but have not, not played Doom. Had not played Doom before this, right? Yeah. No, I knew what Doom is. Uh, yeah, because everyone knows what Doom is. Everyone knows what Doom is. It, those kids who shot up that school, they, Doom made them do it. It's true. They were playing Doom in that movie Elephant. I've never seen that movie. They weren't playing Doom. They were playing a Doom-esque thing. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, derailed this by bringing up some Gus Van Sant. That's fine. You keep it classy. I'm going to bring the metal. You bring the Gus Van Sant. And somewhere in the middle, we'll find a common ground. <laughs> well, there's much, there's much common ground between metal. So, Doom... I know you played Doom very differently to how I play Doom. You well, are... I also played it on a level easier than you because I tried to play it on medium and had a rough time. So oh. I knocked it down one. That that game is hard. That game and was... knocking it down one immediately made it probably too easy. I that that's definitely a game that could have used a different difficulty scaler. I, I actually think you would have been fine because 
the upper levels don't get as harder as you think they're going to get. Okay. Cause... It gets pretty hard, but it's actually... The the curve isn't as big. It's just harder all the way through. Wait, because I got to level 7 and died like a bunch of times and just could yeah. not deal. Yeah, but after that, that's kind of all it. I mean, maybe I was just better at playing it in that style. than you, you way more get all the secrets, go everywhere. I was not that. So how do you play... I ended up streaming all of Doom, so you've seen a lot of me playing Doom. Yeah. Uh, there will be... I can link to the kind of spotty YouTube... I always stream myself playing it so you could see the way I play Doom, but then I didn't. Uh, um, but I, I'm super fast. I will just like find the exit as quick as possible, uh, shoot everything, always be moving, never stop. Don't and stop I am like, them. I'm like, where's the doors on the map I haven't opened? Oh, here's a corner that looks like it has a secret. <laughs> I kind of do that too, but I don't stop moving to do that. So like, I'll, I'm, we'll load up the map, but I'll still be running. I'll look on the map for secrets, but I'll still be running. Basically, I play Doom as an exploration game that just happens to have guns in it. I play Doom as Burnout, so <laughs> which I think is a great way to play Doom. Which actually makes the few moments where you slow down and shit, I don't know where to go, and it's dark and someone's going rum, 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 really freaky. Cause... And that was just my whole experience with Doom, is like, oh, there's a noise over there. Yeah, those bits are because re- it gets dark, and that game's still quite uh, affecting in a scary way. Yeah. In 2014. Yeah, for a game where you can't move your neck and it's ridiculous. Uh, atmospheric is all get out. Yeah, no. In fact, more so because the fact that it's not a modern game with modern graphics and stuff. The fact that it actually has a, an art style. Oh, you mean than... you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be as scared if, like, all of a sudden the enemies came at you in their animations and then ragdolled after you killed them and then you laid <laughs> through their bodies? Somehow that might break it. Yeah. I, I mean, I played that game. It's called Dead Space. Oh, I haven't played Dead Space. I, I'm sure Dead Space is scary. I'm not saying you can't do it now. It it's scary and kind of like a cheap because all the enemies are monster closets and Doom has. For everyone who complained about Doom Three having monster closets, Doom has monster closets for days. <laughs> Just it, every time you grab a power up, there's some door that's going to open and a bunch of imps are going to come out. Is there's nothing as bad as the Bioshock monster? Uh, thing. Which oh I, god! The dead, I, the ugh, bleh. Which I think is my biggest scare in any game because I didn't expect it. Fuck! Not only did I not expect it, but that was probably the first shooter, like aside from GoldenEye, I guess, that I'd ever played. <laughs> so you were really finding the first-person view weird and kind of oppressive in that way already. Yeah, like I was yeah. like, this is kind of creepy, and I I'm, I don't navigate well, and everything's kind of unsettling because. First person games, I feel like, have a. You have to get used to them. You do, yeah. I remember I didn't play first person games for a while because, hey, I could just switch to third person. Why wouldn't I play Jedi Outcast in third person? I was gonna, I was gonna say uh, Elder Scrolls. So we both picked a game that should not be played in third person. So good <laughs> yeah. job. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that man, that Bioshock dentist guy. Jesus. Anyway. Nothing that bad. No, but I mean, Doom though has that thing where you're like suddenly in a air, like a giant area where you're not sure where to go, and you know there's enemies, but you can't tell where they are because it doesn't have like good, like directional sound. And even if it did, just because you hear them coming from direction doesn't mean they're actually anywhere near you. (laughs) Yeah, you have no idea where they are. It's ridiculous, and uh, oh, half the time the lights will go off and start flashing. And it looks yeah. like every 
every movie from 1997. And Back when they, uh, I mean, Doom was the game where it's like, oh, we can light these polygons or not light these polygons. And do both in rapid succession. Yeah, that was new technology. Some For some reason reminding me of the fact that there's a scene like that in The Dark Knight, released in 2008, when the flashing light is the most 90s thing in the world. What was the flashing light in Dark Knight? He goes to a he goes to a club and beats someone up in the Dark Knight. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like my brain, like just pushed out that image. And I remember. Yeah, I completely forgot because that doesn't exist outside of 1999. It just doesn't exist, and apparently it does. In Gotham City, Gotham City's uh, so riddled with crime they're like a decade behind. It's also the least Batman thing. Anyway, we're not, not going to fucking talk about Batman, but... <laughs> Next one's game, Arkham Asylum. No! Uh, I'll play Arkham Asylum game. I don't want to play any of the other Batman games. Arkham Origins. So, you played Doom at na- breakneck speed, and I played Doom as an exploration game. But we both really like Doom. I think that's... I think it's interesting the amount of variety that game actually supports. In its weird corridor crawls. And key it gathering. makes you realize how limited the game... I mean, we all know how limited the gameplay of modern shooters are. But when you play Doom, it is just revealed to you in a very obvious way. You're like, oh, you mean you can... You have a variety of approaches. You can, you know, just... It's not like Doom is no. deep because all you're doing is shooting and opening doors. But it's, it's very good, good at it. Uh, it's good at what it does. It looks good. It plays well. Yeah, that's the thing that amazed me the most is all of its 1993 glory. Doom looks amazing, and the levels are really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I I love the weird labyrinthine bases. I like when you walk into a room and all of a sudden everything's just wood paneled <laughs> or glowing blue. Yep. Uh, my favorite I. I of the three acts, I think episode three is my or episode two is my favorite because it has the most weird it's stuff in it. Half technological craziness and half hell. Like but hell, like, yeah. Like, it gets to the third act, and everything is just hell. Which is fine, but I also felt like the third act has more of those organic like cave spaces, mm-hmm. and I don't think those like, are very good. Doom does corridors and squares. Doom. I mean the the giant room that would like the room that had like the giant. Like Pentagon or Pentagram with the like four teleporters or whatever. I like that room a lot, uh, which I think is very near the end of the yeah, game. It's super near the end of the game. I think. I can't remember when. I haven't thought about Doom. I mean, I finished it recently and went back, but mostly Doom is a pre-Bravely Default thing in my mind. Oh, and you know, don't blame you. Yeah, video. Uh, before before there were numbers, there before, were shotguns. Yes. That shotgun is the best weapon. I love the shotgun. Uh, I liked the game less when the shotgun became less effective and I had to use better weapons because I think that game works is at its best when you one shot takes down one enemy but there are so many enemies I, I think it becomes yeah. less interesting when there's bullet sponges to deal with and you have to use the big weapons. I think the shotgun is the way to play that game which becomes you know unsustainable in some of the later levels but when it works... And you're just tearing through guys and dodging. It is great. I really like the plasma rifle. I think it's a really cool gun. It is totally for those bullet sponges, but the way that it works, yeah, like buys into that because it sounds great and it just fires just a stream the, of the bullets. Plasma gun, yeah, plasma gun is great. It's no shotgun, but it's pretty great. 
those those are the two. Like rocket launchers are too dangerous, <laughs> and the BFG is is kind of cool as a novelty, but is totally. I have no idea why anyone would use the rockets ever. I mean, maybe for the bosses in big open areas. They're really useful for the like. That's the way you kill the cyber. Yeah, I mean, demon. you shoot them when you're further away, and you go bang bang, and they die in like three hits. But yeah, because the cyber demon is a rocket fight. Like he's got rockets, you got rockets, and you just hide behind pillars and try not to blow up. Oh, you just keep moving in a circle. Yeah, that too, admittedly, works. Doom. But one of the my only problems with Doom is for as cool as the bosses are, the bosses kind of suck. The bosses do. The, the game is not. It's a crowd game. It's a game about. Yeah, it, like there's no like there's no AI in that game. There's <laughs> limited pathfinding, and then they fire at you. But, yeah, and that, that works. That is. But the bosses are super cool looking. I, I like the way that they are presented. I wish that it was just more involved. And I, I think that is just 2014 talking about 1993. Yeah, all those, all they were meant to be was things that look cool and have bigger guns. It's, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm amused that the Cyber Demon is like the end of Act 2 and then end of Act 3's boss. It's like, oh, you're, you're okay, you're cool. Spider Mastermind, not as cool as the Cyber you Demon. Can't re- where do you go when you've come up with Cyber Demon? I mean, that, the Cyber Demon's on the box. Like, they knew what they had. <laughs> how often did they... How much does uh, Masters of Doom talk about the Cyber Demon and the design thereof? Because that's what I want to know. N- not really... Mostly, they talk about Adrian Carmack being, like, he drew all of the id games, like, and he, but he hated Commander Keen because he was a guy who they hired on because he was way into really gross art. Like, he was, like, he'd look at, like, wrecks and medical stuff and then draw based on that. That was his inspiration. So he was built to make do. <laughs> basically. Basically. And, I mean, all that gross stuff, it looks really good. It's really gross. It is. It is really. The game is great at being gross. Yeah, in a totally juvenile <laughs> well, way. Doom is the most juvenile thing, but it's yeah. earnest about it, which I That's think. That's true. It does come by it very <laughs> it's honestly. The, it is guys that were into metal. Guys that were into. Yeah, there's there is a refreshing lack of pretense in Doom. <laughs> it's not. We should make a shooter. Down down to. Down to in episode two and three, you don't pick up keys pick up anymore. Skulls. You pick up skulls. Because of course you pick up skulls. Because why wouldn't you pick up skulls? <laughs> yeah, the skulls are great. That is the perfect touch. If, if someone was to adapt the boss of Doom into a social network esque movie, that would have to be a scene in which one of them comes and like, "We should pick up skulls, right?" And the other one would go, "Of course we should." You know what's cooler than keys? <laughs> skulls. That's great. Would it be in a montage? In a montage of them making dumb Doom decisions, that'd be in the middle of it. Anyway, Doom movie doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, a Doom movie exists. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I really what want if to just now. Made, what, if we, what if they just made a uh, making of Doom movie, but with the same cast? <laughs> the movie Doom. The Rock as How John Carmack. Is, is The Rock <laughs> John Romero? Do they put The Rock yes, in a wig? Yes, yes. The Rock was born to play John Romero in a weird, talk-heavy drama about video games. Oh my god. That would be amazing. It would never happen, but oh my god. Yeah, anyway. 
I don't know who else is in Doom the movie. <laughs> was, was anyone else? I need to find our Carmack. Let me look at the, the cast. The cast of Doom the movie, okay. Yep. Um, live action film. Carl Urban. Wikipedia, happening Carl right Urban now. Carl Urban was the main yeah. guy. <laughs> of, of course. course. Was. Man, that's... I need to watch yep. Doom. I need to watch Doom as well. I know it ends... Doug Jones as Carmack Imp and Sewer Imp. <laughs> who's, who's Doug Jones? Is that the guy that played the guy in Hellboy? He's an Abe Sapien and a bunch yeah. of, yeah, and a bunch of other dudes. Okay. He does all of the social effects, guys. Doing, being Andy Circus before Andy Circus was Andy Circus. Pretty much. Anyway, that's movies. <laughs> the thing that I, uh, feel like I really appreciate about Doom is that its level design is so not friendly to the player. Like, it really says a lot. Because I don't feel, like, you don't typically feel super lost, and if you do, it's intentional. And I like that it doesn't give you a lot of signposting outside of, obviously, you need to open the colored doors with the colored keys. Uh, But instead, it gives you room to just play around in that world and find all the nooks and crannies. Or don't, because there's a lot of skippable stuff if you know the path. There definitely is. But, like, a game with those kind of twisty, turny levels would never exist today. The game just moves fast enough and trusts that you're going to keep playing and that you will see things. Yeah, because that game isn't actually very long either. We both expected it to be kind of long because we'd heard that it was long. Yeah, because it's like it's like thirty levels or whatever. It's like oh god, because when you think of like a like a modern shooter, it's like oh thirty like chapters or whatever. Oh my god, eight no. levels, please. <laughs> yeah, but instead it's like oh, some of these levels are literally five six minutes long. That's fine. The par in this is two minutes. Yeah, I never even came close. I, to I came pretty close time. sometimes. The few times I got three minutes. Yeah, because the. The par times are all built for players who play like you. No, they're built for players who play We're... far better than me. I'm not as... That's fair. But I, I looked up some Doom speedruns, and it's literally oh, people sprinting to the end with just whatever they pick I'm not, up. I'm not so much playing to complete it fast, I'm just playing because I think that combat is way better when they're just going for it. I don't hide, I don't hide That's behind That's fair. Moves. And... I basically play it as like a weird war of attrition survival horror kind of game. It's great that it can support both those things. Yep. I I feel like the way Doom went more supports my style of play. I feel like I would have way less problems with Doom 3 than like someone who played the way you oh, did. Oh, yeah. Because... I'd like to play... I'd, I'm more interested in playing Doom 3 at this point well, than Doom, Doom 2. Because I've seen Doom, Doom 2. And Doom 2 is just messier Doom 1. Doom, but... Because I'd already made Doom, they just fucked about with it in ways that some of them were cool, some of them were less cool. Uh, the, I think there's... I like the additional enemies, I like the Kaku Demon. I, I, I like the double-barreled uh, shotgun. I like the, uh... Oh, I'm never gonna remember that guy's name, but the dude with the two chain guns no, no, on his arms. That guy's cool. You just call them... Oh, the the guy with the thing. I remember all of the dudes in the first game. I know all the I demon I know it's names. called the Pinky Demon because other people call it the Pinky Demon. Yeah. Pinky Demon, there's the Hell Knight. What's the Hell Knight? The Hell Knight is the goat guy who fires, like, his arm glows and he shoots the plasma okay. fireball. You fight two of them as yeah. the first boss, basically. Oh, I just call them the first boss. And then there's the Flaming Skulls. Are they called Flaming Skulls or do they have a name? Because I just call them Flaming uh, Skulls. You know, I used to know that. That's the one I forgot. Oh, okay. It's Chris, isn't it? 
<laughs> Chris the Flaming Skull. Anyway. But I, I too would kind even of be interested in Doom 3 because from the way I see Doom, it doesn't even look like the same genre, let alone the same uh, franchise. Whereas if you... Oh, they're, they're called Lost Souls, by they, the they're way. They're not. They're fucking Fire Skulls. I'm never going to call them Lost Souls. Sorry. Apparently, Who wrote the, the invisible pinky demon is called a specter, except it's just called it's a, just pinky a pinky demon. demon. Come on. With, it's an invisible with pinky demon. <laughs> Who, um... It was I talking, I was talking about Doom. Yeah. Mancubus. That's the guy with the Man- big arms. Mancubus, Mancubus is cool. Who wrote the Doom lore? Uh, Todd, Todd Hall. Hall. Okay. Tom, Tom Hall. Tom, Tom Hall. Yeah. Anyway, Doom 3 seems to me like just so nothing like Doom. It's ridiculous. But for you, probably takes a lot of the ideas from Doom that you found and runs with them in a very specific direction. I mean, the monsters look terrible, <laughs> yeah. so there's that. <laughs> but. Like, just terrible. Just terrible. I don't know. I, I might play it. I at almost some bought point. it, but I instead bought a classic Doom pack rather than the one with Doom 3 BFG in it. So, now I don't okay. own that. And uh, you own, like, 8,000 levels of uh, Doom? Yeah. Because the, the. What is that? Master levels, levels of, of Doom, Doom is, like. Thousands it was of levels. Literally, they just put, found every Doom level they could. Wasn't there a bunch of community-made levels as well? Yeah, they're, like I think they're all community-made oh, levels. Here are all the Doom levels. There you go. If you yeah. if you want that aren't total conversions, here's all of your, the ones that are are not super I broken. Would like to play a Doom TC. I don't know what nonsense Doom TC I could find, but I'm sure you'll find a good one somewhere. Oh, they're all over the place. I mean, Doom was the game that modding became a thing with. Okay, well, that was Doom. Because Carmack was like, I just want to include the tools uh, that I used in the thing. And then they're like, can we do that? He's like, yes, we can. Because Carmack was ridiculous. <laughs> and thus modding was born. And and people were just... Yeah. People do. I mean, people were modding, just not in such officially supported ways. And then Counter-Strike happened years later. Yep. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, Doom's full of a lot of weird things. I mean, it was the big shareware success, the really big one, which is a concept that will never exist again. It's... Because, I mean, today it'd just be yeah. free-to-play, probably. It, there were free-to-play games that tried to do what shareware did, that basically said, we're free-to-play, but you could pay $20, and then re- they realized Ooh. that never worked, so... Well, I don't know. Like, if Doom released today, you'd probably get Episode for free, because the shareware version was just Episode 1. Uh, and I, I think the shareware thing worked where it was, you could distribute it free, but you could also just buy it for like five bucks or whatever. Um, and then you send them the money for the rest of the game. And now it would just be like an in-app purchase to unlock the rest no, of the game. No, but it wouldn't. It would be an in-app purchase for each level for an amount of stars to convert. To the... I'm talking about a good free-to-play the, the, game. The other style literally does not exist because it doesn't make anyone near as much money. <laughs> it, it does exist, just not as often. <laughs> That Age of Empire game crashed and burned when it tried to do free-to-play on a slightly less shitty scale. And no... I don't know. Like, like the free-to-play model of, like, the Phoenix Wright game is you get the first case, then you buy but the other ones. Conver- that's converting a game with no free-to-play design elements 
into free to play design. I mean, that's what. But I'm talking about like it. Do I guess? Sure. It, I guess we're we're talking about different things. You're talking about Doom designed for today, and I'm talking about taking Doom and making it work for today's economy. Sure, but I I think that that's that style of freedom. I mean, aside from the fact that you can get Doom for like two dollars most of the time on Steam, anytime there's a sale, <laughs> Doom, is, Doom like is like a, buck, a yeah. buck. No, but I I mean more like the free to play stuff that is more like that. That's just episodic, but you get the first episode free. I feel like I mm. would not class that in the same category as some free to play stuff and i know i know a lot of people just played the shareware doom as like well, that the, was the, the game first seven levels are great so you get you get yeah. a lot of it i i like i said i like act two a lot more yeah. uh you get you get those weird vampire heads that the greatest texture in video Is games that the, the heads that pass by on a moving texture oh no no the demon head where it's just like the like grinning guy oh, he's that got like guy. horns the moving texture yeah. of the faces. The animated oh. textures, man. I think I did a vine of that. I, why did those go away? Why did those oh, go really? away? <laughs> why did those go away? I wonder. I mean, they, like Minecraft has animated textures. That's a game I should play. I'm a bit of a fraud. We, we will. There's going to be a time where we do Minecraft, Stream so don't worry about Minecraft it. or something dumb like that. Oh, basically, for that month, I'm just going to run a server, and we're just going to have fun I'm gonna playing Minecraft. I'm going to see what happens to the server. I mean, it's going to be you, me, and any friends of ours that we invite in who aren't jerks. We'll find out. We'll learn something about ourselves and others on that day. Yeah. It'll be great. I like Minecraft a whole lot. I like that film. Yeah, it's a good game, too. But you have to play with other people where there's not a whole lot. (laughs) It's just the saddest thing. <laughs> it, it actually, you want to talk about a game that will give you an existential crisis, where you are like in this empty world, like tunneling under a mountain, and you're deep underground, and you kind of feel claustrophobic because the game was really good at that, and you realize that you're doing this for nobody, you build and nothing, because there's, no there's nobody in the world yeah. but you. Yeah, it's like. Like, God at the beginning of the universe, if you choose to believe in such a thing. Like, that's what Minecraft makes I, you feel I like. I starred as that God in a play. <laughs> really? Musical. I was God. At the beginning like, of the universe? I was bummed out, so I made people. That's that's amazing. <laughs> I didn't know you were did theater. I, I mean, I don't, or nor can I sing, and yet I was God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've heard you sing. You're entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a reason when I was in a band, it was a punk band and not a band that required actual talent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's staying in, so. Great. It's pretty good. I liked, I liked that. We learned something <laughs> about you today. I fairly sure they just cast me at God because God just stood on the balcony like away from everyone at all times and didn't have to dance ever. So here's the end question, I guess. As someone who likes Doom and feels the way you do about shooters, are you interested in Doom 4 slash what do you think Doom 4 is? I am really, really interested in finding out what Doom 4 is and only marginally interested in playing it. (laughs) Yeah, I could agree with that. I mean, it's not going to be like a fast. It's not going to be like Doom, right? Like it's they can't. But everyone hated Doom three. So what? What? What do you do in that position? I feel like because, but the problem is like all those games that try to be like the fast throwbacky games, Pain, like Pain Serious Killer Sam exists. and 
Yeah, like like there's a niche, but those games don't sell. Not in I those think kind they of could numbers. Se- Starcraft Two. So if you're saying they made Doom Four like Doom, the fact that it's called Doom would get people to if, buy it, regardless of the fact it's an if old. If they did kind it really well, game. look at how Command and Conquer was completely. No one give, gave a shit about that, and then Starcraft Two came in, and everyone thought it was the best thing ever. There is precedent for this happening. I think they could. I don't think it's very likely. I think... You think they're going to go Doom 3 yeah. route again? Or do you think they're going to do something like Call of Duty but oh with God, demons? Oh God, I hope not. Of co- well, no, of course, that's what they're going to do. Of course it is. Sorry, I've, my optimism... <laughs> you just crushed it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking it could be really... Inter- especially as no one at Id is anyone who was at Id when Id was Id, right? After... No, I mean, Romero's making social games, Carmack's off making virtual reality Which is where reality. Which Carmack be at this stage. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, that man makes <laughs> rockets and headsets. Headsets to fly rockets with. Uh, yes, I mean, there's that Eve game, so you're right. Man, that Eve story for a month ago was the best thing. Yeah, all the Eve stories are the best stories. I'm never going to play Eve. Like, actually, there was, no, five, there was five minutes but... where... There are games that exist to tell stories to sane people. That's one of them. Daisy is one of them. I don't know. I'm kind of. In, I, someone wrote a good article about Daisy about how he hated it and everything it stood for that I read, and I was sold by that. But I. I mean, Daisy. Yeah, Daisy is yeah, a psychopath simulator. It's the worst. But every story about yeah. it is amazing. I I feel like I maybe should play Daisy once to understand it for myself. It, it frightens me. Like, literally, like, A, I don't think I would enjoy it, and B, I think active playing it would be damaging to my psyche. Yeah, both of those are true for me, but, yeah, <laughs> I make bad decisions every day. Why can't this be one of them? <laughs> oh, it totally could be. Go right ahead, make a bad choice, I guess. I played Final Fantasy fourteen the other day. Final Fantasy fourteen looks really cool. I wish it wasn't an it, MMO. It's, yeah, it's just an MMO, which I was like, oh, it's a... Because the problem is you have all that beautiful world and you waste it on an endless series of, like, grind quests. Yeah. You talk to how many people to get quests that were literally as advanced as pick up this change I threw <laughs> on the ground. No, pick up this change I threw on the ground. Wait for the bar to fill. As you pick up the change yes. off the ground, because that's how much you have to. Mind. You have to go. Th- you have to pan that change and make sure there's no rocks in it before you can put it in the pocket. <laughs> oh yeah, not gonna play any more of that. The uh, the beta for PS4 is free right now, so I was like, maybe I'm not. I mean, going I've already to do that, I've already streamed it. So. Some some part of me kind of wanted to I, right. I don't like MMOs no. at all, so it, I, I really shouldn't. It's just, it's literally wasting a bunch of my bandwidth. There's only one that. MMO that I probably could get into, and that is City of Heroes, and that's gone now, so I'm done. Is Champions Online still around? It's not what you want. It's not even close. Oh, I thought they were like the same it's thing. They're the same thing, but then it's the, the Champions combat is nowhere near as good. It's got free-to-play bullshit everywhere. Uh, it's not what you want. <laughs> We're going to wrap up and then do segment four, and it'll be short. Cool. We'll just run a little shorter today. I'll throw on a disclaimer talking about internet problems, because I'm sure that it will be obvious in the edit. Yeah, as we put in random noises everywhere. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is our first bad episode. It's fine. It happens. I feel okay about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's stuff in this that is good. I think we're personable. It's a little ridiculous, but whatever. Uh, yeah, unlike the first episode in which we had lots of good things to say, but were rocks. <laughs> yeah. I really like yeah. that Devil May Cry. It is a good, good game. Oh. I mean, it, that was a good talk. That's so Actually, probably... That, that fit talk. was really good. But those first intros that we couldn't just ever show to them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's wrap up Doom real fast. Do final thoughts on Doom? Doom is a very good game. I like it. No. No. I lost you again. No, you didn't. Yep. Oh, it gave me a problem. It's like, there's a problem. (laughs) There's always a problem. No, Doom's great. I think it's far more interesting than you would expect from the game that brought you first-person shooters as a genre. It has great tone... Uh, I like the fact that you can play it in both ways and it's uh, perfectly valid. It doesn't really, you know, again, talking about it's not a systems-driven thing. I guess it is a systems-driven thing like Bravely Default is, but it's... The act of playing it is the reward. It's not like you're seeing great story or leveling up your character. It is... A very... Oh, you mean those great end story cards at the end of every episode? Those end story cards are great. I'm not going to disagree with you, but you expect to die, but you don't, and then you wake up in hell. What if, if like, you fought the bad guy, shouldn't this be over? Shouldn't? Where's your reward? <laughs> Doom's so dumb. <laughs> Doom's so clearly made yeah, by teenagers. Yeah, Doom is unabashedly dumb, but that's that's really why yeah. I like it. Like, as the guy who doesn't like shooters, uh, this one's good because it is so aware that it is just a fun action game it's just fun and it is okay with being just fun it doesn't have to be deep it doesn't have to be full of nuance it can just be good it has a lack of cynicism which is refreshing for shooters yeah that uh, warms me to no end yep and it looks great like we've come to the point where doom just looks like a great artistic choice That's Doom. So that's Final that's Doom. doom. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. Yeah, you <laughs> I always am. You're the worst. I always am. I'm stopping this recording. We're gonna go to segment four and wrap this up. segment four yeah normally we do questions but we don't really have questions and, and why is that we started this at six in the morning it's now eight but everyone's still in bed because it's sunday yeah uh, everyone's not gonna wake up not gonna ask questions about video games or movies or love which is what i solicited on the internet next month we're gonna get away from these old ass games we are 
and we're gonna play an old ass. Yeah, I was gonna say. I thought I was like, we should really play this cool new game that I really like, and I want to see what you think of it. And then you made not had a comment, and then suddenly we're playing the '90s again. <laughs> uh, what was my offhanded comment? It was what Crash Bandicoot. Oh yeah, it was a joke. Yeah, it started but as a joke. You took it seriously, and it's actually kind of a good idea. It is a good idea. So. We're going to play the original Crash Bandicoot, that PS1 classic, which you can find on the PSN store under PS1 Classics. <laughs> Good job, man. Yeah, well, I try. Well <laughs> Wumpa Fruits. Uh, my, what was your Crash Bandicoot game that you played a lot of? Uh, Wrath of Cortex. Okay, which one's that? The fourth one. The one where they just okay. made Warped, but a different company. I liked Twin Sanity okay. a bunch, but never got into it. Because uh, mine, mine was 3, which was Warped. Yeah, I played a bunch of 3 at uh, other people's house, but never having a PS1. I don't I don't know if I owned 1 or 2, but I had 3 for whatever reason, because it was the 90s and I bought video games differently. <laughs> yeah. It's like how I own Skate 2, but not Skate 1, right? Like, that's how that works. It's because Skate 2 is the one you want. Sure. On Sunday, I would like to get Skate 3 just to see. I own Warped and none of the other ones. On my Vita right now, Warped is on there. The other two are not. Yep. So, the weird problem is that in the US, Crash Bandicoot is not available for Vita. What? Yeah, so anyone playing along at home, it's available on PS3, it's available on PSP, it's not available on Vita. Why? I don't know. Don't know. Because okay, it's a real good Vita game, that. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be great. I'm going to play it on PS3. Uh, on your so big-ass television. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't care. Give me those chunky polygons. I like it. I like the way it looks. I think PS1 games on my giant TV turn off the like weird filters, turn off the smoothing, just chunky-ass bullshit. Give it to you raw. It looks great. Yeah, give it to me raw. Yeah. It's the only way to go. So... That's going to be good. Uh, in conjunction, uh, if you want to play along, we have reading homework, which I will link to a giant Naughty Dog retrospective of the making of the first Crash Bandicoot. So it is one of the more fascinating behind-the-scenes video game stories. That game uh, didn't have crates forever. <laughs> and then they put crates in and they realized our game is crates. That's... Yeah pretty much the kind of or stuff you get from that how they talked about how their game was more influential than super mario 64 which was their rival at the time and they're right even though i like super mario 64 better super mario 64 is a better game it's such a but it's also like it's a really unique game if i feel like if games had done more games like that it probably wouldn't be as good because it would be riffed on a lot and it's not no no get <laughs> crash bandicoot you run down a narrow path and jump on things uh, Crash Bandicoot is, is all, all of the, the video, video games. games. Yeah. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot won that argument in design philosophy right there, which is kind of a shame in many ways, but Super Mario 64 is special. So, yeah, that's going to be good. It'll be fun. After that, we will play a modern game, something made in the last 10 years, I promise. We're going to play that plain game eventually, one day. Uh, by the time that next month rolls around, I might have my 360 out again. Okay. So. We'll look up any modern games that are good as well. We'll have a think. I, I mean, I own that Ace Combat game. It's on my shelf. Hell yeah. Assassin's Creed 4 now. Let's play Assault Horizon instead. Let's fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know anything other than I knew that would make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, I know. I knew what you were doing. I saw the button being pressed. But we've got we've got lots of games to look forward to in the future. Like Tony Hawk's uh, Proving Ground. We've, we've been talking about our summer plans. We're going to be playing a sports game during the summer. Yeah. We're going to bring you a month of baseball at some point. <laughs> I'm just me going... The rules of baseball are way too complicated. I thought you just hit the thing and run, and then you'll be like... It's easier than cricket. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a grammar school. Cricket, I went in thinking cricket was cool because you hit a thing and run. Uh, left it being... I hated everyone who was into cricket because they were just talking about it in the most sportsy way. I was like, oh, what's this off-stump leg wicket thing? And I was like, barf. Cricket. I only know sticky wicket. Oh no! Well, there's technical terms for everything cricket, and there are some sports. I know it's a bad way to be, but then there are some sports in which, when you get into technical terms, I'm like, no, I have no time for. I mean, there's some there's some baseball technical terms. It's like a two seam fastball what? and a three seam fastball. Yeah, it's it's essentially that's the stuff I was always worried about is all the names for different techniques of throwing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I never, I just, what you mean? You throw the ball at the thing? Yeah, sure. A curveball. A, cu- a curveball, I will accept. I will accept a curveball. Uh, there's. I'm not the most sport- sporty guy. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Ace Combat's happening. We're gonna play a train sim at some point. We're gonna play A Train, <laughs> which on is on Steam. A Train Eight, I think. Postmaster. <laughs> We might play Postmaster too. Might be a yes. Segment two game. Didn't... And then someday I'm gonna make Jackson play Braid. Like that's on the agenda. Sure. Didn't you want to play Adam Wake at some point as well? Yep. Okay. Video yep. games. That's a that's a future. That's a when I get my computer because I already own it, but I can't run it. Looking down my list of Xbox games, man, there's some. There are a lot of these games really quite bad. <laughs> I don't actually own that many Xbox games anymore. I do own Hot Jams like Ninety Nine Nights. <laughs> I have the club here. Bizarre Creations Finest Hour. Original Xbox game, Digimon Rumble Arena 2. I don't know. I've got... You don't know Jack, so I'm I'm set. God, the, one of the worst things about England is how we never got You Don't Know Jack. Oh, you never got the new yeah, one? No, in fact, that is maybe one of my highest reasons for wanting to buy a PS3, is that I could import You Don't Know Jack at last. It's really good. You think, yeah, no, if, is it not on nope. Steam? I thought that was on Steam now. It has not come to England. Oh, okay. Uh, didn't, they didn't, because half the games are about US culture, and by the time anyone found out about what Eden Learn Jack was over here, they'd already made a Facebook game, and all the cultural references were out of date on that Xbox game. Oh, yeah, that's fair. And It's still fun. And now it's just a free-to-play game on my phone. You'd probably you'd probably still be pretty good at Eden Learn Jack. I love you. It came, out, it came out over here on iOS, and I bought that and loved it. And then they deleted it off the store and replaced it with a free-to-play version. Which made me like, Bar. yeah, exactly. Well, I was like, free to play. We'll have our, we'll have our month of uh, you don't know Jack Trill Pursuit and seen it. <laughs> <laughs> if we if we were in the same place, we would totally do that because yes. uh, I think we would have a fearsome seen it battle. Yeah, that's probably never gonna happen because we're both. I'm poor, and you're never coming to this terrible country. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you for not wanting to come here either. So. Oh, no, I, I want to come to America if uh, other stuff eventually in my life, because America's a big place that's cool. I kind of want to go there eventually. Cool, cool. But, like, I don't know what I would do now, because, like, four years ago, I would have been like, oh, I want to go to PAX, because I was a teenager, and now I do not want to do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. 
Anyway. So those are future games because I, I just want to give you a picture of what we're looking at. Oh, we have a we have a new web address oh, shit, that yes. is not fixed we up. We should start setting that up and do things. I mean, all the things are posted in there, but yeah. Um, God, it is abnormalmapping.wordpress.com because I was tired of Tumblr, basically. Yep. And uh, it's it's still rough. Uh, we're going to. Uh, we don't have like the about pages aren't set up right. Well, we... and I want to tag things so you can get to our streams easier. Are you exporting your streams to YouTube? Yes, but they're going to my channel. Well, that's fine. I don't mind. I mean, mine's going to my personal channel too. There's no abnormal mapping YouTube channel. Because we're really organized about making this a thing. We have a really big business plan. Twelve steps. I'd never want this to be a business. <laughs> Could you imagine doing <laughs> video games as a life thing? Like we're just going to talk about video? No. I, I can't in any way. Like, there are times when I feel guilty about not... Because I, I said to myself, like, I'm going to review things, I'm going to do... That. Like, there were times where I was like that and wanted to... I could never stick at it because I realized that doing that as an actual thing would be the worst. Yeah, I mean, I like to write about games sometimes. I, I want to write a thing about Bravely Default, for sure, when I finish it. Uh, it's mostly going to be talking about how I think Etrian Odyssey is better and more of a road to the future for this style of game. Uh, but I still like both games. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'll try to write something again eventually. I started writing, then I didn't, because I was like, oh, I'm busy, and I, uh, I'm back. Oh, you've got, you're in school, you've got other things going on. Yeah, you have a job. <laughs> Whatever. Next month I want to put out episode two of this game I'm working on. <laughs> I've been real stalled out, because games and life and sadness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's the best thing for Twine, though, life and sadness. Except I need to, like, have constructive narrative cohesion in my sadness. <laughs> Not all of us can write personal games, Jackson. Uh, no, I can't. I can't either. <laughs> I just shout that out and was like, this isn't even what I intended it to be. This makes me sound like the worst teenager when it wasn't, ugh, throw up. And then, then I want to make a game with graphics. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be... I got a tablet. Did you download it's Game Maker? Cool. I, I did that last time it was free. Okay. Shit, it's no longer free, isn't it? I probably is right now because like they had that thing. I don't know how long that special lasted. I haven't downloaded it yet, but I wanted to. I mean, there was already a free version of Game Maker, but they're offering like the one that's normally like fifty for free. Studios. Because there's there's like three tier. Yeah, there's like three tiers of Game Maker. There's free, and then there's like fifty, and then there's like a bigger one. I think it's gone back to being expensive again. Is Studio the free one? It's like Studio. Yeah, I don't remember because I think they're like the top two are both named Studio, but one Studio something and one Studio another thing. I don't know. I've downloaded and installed now. I'm so, I don't know. Whatever video games. I mean, it seems like they're regularly putting that middle tier on say are, are available as free. So if you don't get it now, you'll get it again. And the free one will do you for like early like because I think one of the big differences is like with the free one you get almost all the same features, but like it's stuff you wouldn't be putting in a or like a first game. Yeah. Because, A, it's not going to be a thing you're trying to sell or, you know, release in that kind of form, probably. Unless you're the guy that made Gunpoint. Yeah, that's operating on a different level. Yeah. And even Gunpoint started out as a game that he did not expect to be paid. And then he was like, oh, I guess this is cool. And then made Gunpoint, which, well yep. done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to end this podcast now. I'm going to end it. It's being ended by me. Okay, yeah, Crash Bandicoot. We're going to talk about games. Oh, you can find us on Twitter. 
Give us your Twitter. Oh, uh, my Twitter? Tyler002. Yeah. And my Twitter is litrock. You, you have a good Twitter that's like a word you can remember. You lucked out. I mean, you could change yours anytime you want. <laughs> and yet I don't. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, maybe I might stream some games soon. I don't know. It's been a while. I had the good part of Mass Effect. I want to stream that. Yeah, just do like a marathon one day. I haven't. I've got the bad part out of the way. And... Just blow through the entire Citadel and delete <laughs> Mass Effect. <laughs> and never play a Mass Effect game ever again. Oh